we're live we're live we're live it's all happening we're doing it <laughs> i hope everybody's doing good i'm faith mariah we're here for business power hour this is a live panel show i have every thursday where we talk to different business experts and answer you guys' questions about all of the things and talk about life we talk about business we talk about strategy all the entrepreneur things right we talk about here so I'm really excited for our guests today. You guys are going to love them. A lot of you guys already know and love them, but I'll let you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Kate, you want to go first? Sure. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited to be here. So I'm Kate Doster of katedoster.com, and it is my soul and soul's mission to eradicate this idea that nice people have to finish last in business. So I do that with helping you with sales strategies that even your grandmother would approve of. So you'll be perfectly okay with us. No, no guilty like, oh, I hope nobody found out that I do this type of a stuff. And I help people build the most important business assets. They can have momentum by hosting free and paid bundles because nothing really quite sparks your interest. Like when you're flooding your list with like an extra 500,000, 4,000 people, it's pretty cool. We really have to do a whole panel about bundles and summits because mm -hmm. that has been a huge part of our strategy too. And I would love to, I just, I'm like, I just want to talk to you about it. So we'll have to book a follow-up panel. This was not email, but... <laughs> And then Bianca, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, hi. You are, what you do? Yes, I'm Bianca Pitts. I am at thecreativemarketingmom.com. I do sales without sleaze. I help you understand who you're talking to and then align your offer so that then it, what you're saying to them sells naturally and you don't have to worry about this um, feeling like you're doing something icky or like you're trying to convince them. And it just allows you to connect with them on a deeper level. And that is my goal is to help you enjoy what you do and build a sustainable business that you can retire from if you want. That's awesome. So I'm really excited to talk to both of you and you both kind of already brought it up, but something I hear constantly from people is like, they are emailing their list. They have a list. They're emailing their list regularly. They don't mind sending emails, but something I've been hearing a lot from people is like, but I don't want to send sales emails. And I teach in the mastermind. I'm like, if you're going to send a sales email, I tell them they can't like sneak it in. So sneaking it in is like where you write a whole email and you're talking, talking. And then at the end, you're like, I have something if you want to buy, but if not, it's okay. Bye. <laughs> and it's just like a little, like, like drop a little link. I'm like, no, you have to send like a sales email where you explain what you're selling <laughs> and pitch it to them. And a lot of people have been having a hard time with that in the community. So I'd love to hear your guys' tips. If people feel like, yeah, I don't mind writing an email, but the sales email thing, I don't want to do that. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Every email you send is a sales email. You're oh, selling the fact more. that you get your person. You are selling the fact that you're worthy of their time, that you are knowledgeable, that you're their type of person. Literally every single email you send is a sales email. I think that people think that sales happen in a vacuum. Like, oh, it's that one email that's responsible for the sale. <laughs> it isn't. Like apologizing for your stuff just means you don't believe in it. So they're not going to believe in it. So we can talk about that half later. But every email is a sales email. It is putting a point in your counter that like this person gets me. She's my type of person. I'm going to give her or them my money. So that's the first thing you got to switch your mindset because every email is a sales email. Yeah, them. I really love that you said that too, that you're selling them on giving you their time and selling them on opening the email. So if you think about it that way, like you really are selling people on doing something, right? Because if you're writing an email, obviously you're selling them on doing whatever's in the email, right? Or you're selling them on the idea that they should keep opening your emails or 
you know, I think we're always selling something all the time. So maybe sometimes you're just selling the idea of you should keep reading my emails. And sometimes you're selling the idea of you should go to my sales page. But what if it's all like the same? It's just like, we're always just giving people information and getting them to take action. Like, I think that's a really interesting place to take your brain if you're struggling with that. And then what about you, Bianca? What do you think about if they feel gross about sales emails, what kind of advice would you have for somebody going through that? So I love what Kate said. First of all, I 100% agree. The only reason they're on your list should be that they're going to be a buyer. You're not just having like a Facebook chat. Like if they're on your list, they should be on your list because they're going, you should have a list of buyers, not just a list of like lurkers. And if you're feeling icky, what I love to say is, Think about the last time you had something you loved and you loved it so much and you knew people that needed it and you were like, I've got to go tell them. Like if you had dip nails and you were like, this is life changing, you know, and then you like run and you're like, okay, you need to try this. It will change your life. There's no smudging, this, this, this. And you tell them why it's so awesome. That is selling. It doesn't need to be like, you need this right now. You know, you can just be like, look, this is amazing. I see you're always smudging your nails so you don't do them at all or they're chipped all day long because they last a day. You should try this. And that's really all it is, is like, look, I have something I think could help you, but I'm going to leave the ball in your court. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just saying, look, I went through this. You might help you. And that's really all it is, is you're really recommending. You're not trying to force them into anything because they're adults and they can make that decision. And I think when you come at it from that standpoint, you also earn respect from them because they are so used to being like having the shove down their throat that you know everything they need. And instead, you're just like, our job is to tell them this is what it is and then leave it in their court to decide if it matches up. Because I feel like when people do go through and click through your emails, when they get to that sales page, they've already decided they need a solution. They're just trying to find out if your solution aligns with what they need. You know, if they only have a little bit of time and you make it clear that on your product, you have short little videos, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this could fit in. Right. Or if you say I've got 800 hours of stuff and you have to do eight hours of homework every day, this may not align with me. So I think that that is really, really good. But I think storytelling, being able to intertwine it with something that you've got going on in your life is what makes it less sleazy. You know, like what I was saying about the dip nails. If you're like last week, I couldn't stop smudging it. I was told this. And so I just wanted to tell you about it. That's a sales email. There's not, they should probably just take sales out of it. It's just an email that's telling them about something awesome that might help. Yeah, that's a really good thought for you guys to borrow too. If you're having a hard time, Charlie, Charlie's like hitting my sign. He's like having a little riot down here. Um, I, that's a really good point. If people are resistant around sales emails, what if there's not sales emails and nurture emails? There's just emails. Like that might be a better way of framing it or a more useful way of framing it for your brain, right? And Kate, you kind of brought it up, but I'm curious about the nurture piece of it too. I teach that also. Like I'm always like, you, the sales happen before the launch, right? So I always think like, I always want my free content to be so good that if everything I have is closed, which happens a lot now, because all we have is the mastermind and it is closed most of the year. So most of the year, there's nothing anybody can buy from me. I don't have anything for sale 
right now, right? And so I'm like, I want my free content to be so good. When people find me, they're messaging me like, hey, like, can I buy something from you? Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's always my oh, goal. Wow. And when we start yeah, getting that, I'm like, oh, we're like ready to do a launch. Right. But do you have tips for people about how do you get them ready to buy? And what's the difference between just kind of sending an email versus sending an email that actually gets people ready to buy? So like we talked about every email being a sales email. And I think that emails like 98% energetics. And I don't think that people realize that. So like, I need you to be more excited for their results than you are for the cash you're going to get. And for a lot of people that I know that we tend to help, that paradigm shift really is just like, oh Mm -hmm. man, like now she does not have to like go to the bank and be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed because the teller saw my nails like that, right? So all of a sudden, it's not like you're someone's whole savior, but it's just like, I am so excited because now they're going to be able to do this and do that and have that. And now they don't have to get those dirty looks from people anymore, right? So when you go in with that mentality, when it is like, I call it like just like a direct pitch email, you're going to be so much better. Because I think what ends up happening is people rely so much on things like scarcity and urgency, right? So being like, there's only so many left or this bonus is expiring, right? I tend to put those a little bit towards the bottom because the top half, and this goes to answer your question of how do you feel like less easy about salesing, like sales emails, is you're going to talk about something that relates to your product, right? I know that there are sales emails where you can 1000% give tips that people can have literally free content, right? Like, and right, because I know it is awkward to pitch somebody for a JV webinar. When you go into webinar, whatever, right? Like we just make up a course. I've got word for word templates that have landed us over 10 people saying yes and getting these launches because I know that it's awkward. So all of a sudden you're like, okay, like you want to do this. You want to do this. Here's how you can do it. Here's how I'm going to make it even easier for you. And again, you're going to call out that emotion, not to make them feel bad. You're just like a, a reading their mind. Like how, how did you know that like everyone's like, oh, how's your little business doing? Right. Or are you playing on your phone again? Right. Or it's like, oh, you can eat that on your diet. It's like, you don't get to judge us in my mouth. Right. So it's just like, when you start telling people these things that they're already seeing in like a specific detail, they're going to be like, holy crap. And they're just like, take my money. You're the best. So I don't want you thinking like, oh, I just like, yeah. There are going to be last chance emails, but you can even make your last chance emails if you are doing something close, really fun too. Like, you know, at the top, it's like, I know you get a million of these. Like, I do this all the time. I know you get a million of these. So we should say, like, let's maybe like name that tune. And then I will, this goes to storytelling, like Bianca was talking about. Mm -hmm. Then I'll relate it back to whatever song that I'm talking about or whatever artist I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about a feeling that they were having of not being sure, of being insecure, but they took that leap and look what happened. If you take that leap and you look what happens, look at what you can do. Yeah, I love that. There's so much there. I have so many follow-up questions, but I want to get Bianca. Bianca, what do you think for nurture content to get people ready to buy? If mm-hmm. people are like, how do I do that? Like, what do I send them? Like, what is, how do, how are they doing that? Like, I don't know how to do that. Do you have any tips for making that simple for people? I do. So some of the things I like to tell is like, if you, a lot of what Kate was saying, but it's it's less about what you're saying at first and more about how you're feeling, but the angle you go at it. So like she said, um, I would reiterate that, that yes, you're not going to just force them, but you're also not going to make them feel like they need to panic. And, you know, because we almost get this over 
like overwhelming sense of cortisol all day long because we're stressed all day long anyways. So you become numb to these like last sense, you know, not that they're not effective, but if you're constantly launching and then you're constantly sending them the little timers and like she said, you don't make it fun, they're not going to want to come back and open your emails first of all. They're going to be turned off by that because they're like, we have enough of that in our lives. But when you show up, you have this story and the story is real and authentic. It does connect because you're no longer talking about a product. You're focusing on them. You're focusing on and that also gets into your head when you're, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to say. I want to say something that's perfect. It needs to be witty. It needs to be cute. It needs to be catchy. You know, I need to somehow make it sneaky yeah. and make it be a sneaky sale. And it's like, no, you don't mm -hmm. need to do any of that. Just be yourself. But instead of focusing on you, because if you think about everything I just said, it's me, 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 right? I need to say this. I need to do this. Focus on them. And all of a sudden, it's a lot easier. Yeah, that's a really good tip. And I feel like it takes the pressure off. And I always say I'm like the worst thought entrepreneurs have, I think that it's like feels really useful to us. I call it like a sneaky thought because I'm like, oh, it feels like it's a helpful thought, but it's sneaky because it'll turn on you. And it's this thought of like, I want my emails to be really good. <laughs> Yeah. And it's always the people that come on the call and they're like, Faith, like, I want my emails to be really good. And I want my stuff to be really good. And it's like, oh, that feels like so good, right? It feels like so youthful. But when you play out the results that that gets for them, it usually results in them not wanting to send emails, yeah. not wanting to post on social media, not putting things out. Right. And so it's like, how do you get really good? You get really good by practicing. And how do you practice? You hit send. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ooh, yeah. So instead of trying to trying to send a really good email, a good goal might be, can you hit send on an email today? <laughs> like yeah. that's a better thought, I think, right? And I love that you said that too. I'm like, you have to be willing to be a beginner and you don't get to be an expert without being willing to suck. And mm -hmm. like, that's what it is. Like, especially for most of the people in our community, like there are a lot of people that have, tons of expertise that are so good at what they do that know tons about yoga and healing and crafting and all this stuff they've never marketed before right. and it's like you don't get to come in and be an expert marketer you have to start as yeah. a little beginner like just be okay. willing to be a beginner right and you yeah. get to be great by being willing to be bad at things right and i'm not saying mm -hmm. you guys are bad at email but when you take your brain to a place of like yeah i'm your brain's gonna be like you suck you can't do it and you just be like that's okay brain like i'm willing to be bad at this <laughs> Yeah, I'm be bad at this for as long as it takes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that that's something I love to point out is that because this all of our industries are really saturated with fake perfect, right? Everybody needs to have the perfect hair and the perfect clothes and the perfect thing to say. And what I'm realizing and looking around is that and I'm sure you guys have seen it too, is that people aren't connecting with that anymore. Like I've heard you say this before, Faith, and I love it. Like their BS meter is is top notch they can tell right away and it's a turnoff so when you do suck or you're not great that often will connect more anyways because you're not perfect no one is so when you show up expecting yourself to be perfect it's never going to meet your expectations so your self-belief is just going to drop and then you're not going to want to show up again yeah i think that's a good point too and i always think like is your thinking like helping you output more or making you output less. And that's always a good way to evaluate it, right? So for some people that thought, I want my stuff to be really good, that might 
inspire you and get more done, but it's sneaky because it can turn on you. So I think evaluating like, is this helping me up my output? Is it making output easier? This idea and story and thought that I have, or is it making it more difficult and making the output low? And what would I need to think and believe to be able to send something every week without it being a huge struggle fest? Something I learned from UK that I'm obsessed with that I thought was like, completely just genius was like this idea of like moments right and you taught that in your course i don't know you don't still have it anymore do you love your list is it retired we retired what is happening <laughs> no i know i she, love love your list we i know everybody does right it was one of those things that i will be honest with you guys and this actually goes to the question that we have in the chat about like how do you overcome feelings and i'm definitely going to answer your question about people get a bunch of emails and i don't want to contribute to their noise oh, there it for is. me selling that course was out of alignment because there was so much content in it that the price point that i had to be at required a lot of like me time because the thing you needed to be like four thousand dollars and to stay in integrity with me that would require like more access to me and i was not willing Stop. to give more access to me so she got retired but i swear we will come out with a light version it's going to be under a new name so there's no brand confusion so to answer this is a really great question that we have in the chat and it's that in case you guys can't see it i get a ton of emails every day and i get overwhelmed so i don't want to send a bunch of emails because um, I don't want them to feel that way. So how do I overcome this feeling? Yeah. Just because you get a lot of emails every day doesn't necessarily, you might feel like you have to read all of them, but I want you to think of the people like, and I always think when I'm emailing my list that I'm emailing somebody who is so unbelievably like nerding out about my own topic that they'd be happy to say it, right? So like if you and your best friend are like, I don't watch TV. Um, so what is it like? The Bachelor. I don't know if people still like that show, right? But if you are, right? So like if you have that friend or like The Bachelor or like Trash TV and you guys just talk about it constantly, you're never going to think to yourself, oh man, if I send a text message to Faith or if I send her a TikTok, let's be real, that's how we all talk to each other. <laughs> if I send Faith a TikTok about this Bachelor thing, she's going to be so annoyed. No, you're going to be like, oh my God, she definitely wants me to see this. And then you guys are going to chat about it, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to get into the mentality of like, while everyone might not have your exact level of excitement about whatever you talk about, if you think to yourself, they are finally getting to talk to someone who's just as excited about plants as they are, as I am, then all of a sudden that just goes away. Because yes. they don't like getting bad emails, but now yours is a good email. So when they see your name pop up, they're not like, oh, I have to read this. Like, oh, I get to read this. Oh, I wonder what we're chatting about today. So yes. don't worry about it. Yeah. And Megan, we talked about this. I know you were on, I think I saw you on the mastermind call last night that I did. And we talked about this a little bit on that call. But I'll tell you too, like I really... I don't think you should be making business decisions about your business strategy based on what you think other people might be feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you just want to look at like, do you have any data? Like I would be more into like you collecting data and then making business decisions about that. And the example I always use is like, you guys ever had um, like your husband is in a bad mood and you're like, oh my gosh, he's mad because I forgot to do this. And like, I and then you say something to him and you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. And he's like, what? He's like, no, I'm pissed off. Somebody cut me off in traffic. And I'm like, we think we, we are bad at knowing what other people are thinking and feeling when they live in our homes. Like we're not even good at it, let alone like somebody you've never met and like, like across the world. Like that's just an email address. It's like impossible for you to, first of all, know what everyone is feeling. And then second of all, for you to control what everyone is feeling. Because really what you're like doing is like, well, I don't want them to feel overwhelmed. Um, they could feel overwhelmed. You could send one email a year and somebody could feel overwhelmed by that email. Like you don't have any control. We don't have any control over 
other people's experiences. We're all responsible for our own feelings and interpretations of things. And so part of that is like, let, let them be overwhelmed. Like, is why is it such a horrible, bad thing if they do feel overwhelmed? Like, I think it's a very human thing. And no matter what you do, like I'm saying, even if you send one email once every 10 years, someone still might open their inbox and feel overwhelmed in that moment. Like, we just don't know, right? They might be like what Kate's saying, they might be excited and like, yes, I want to read something. That was what I was going to say. The thing that was like game changing for me in Love Your List was you said in there, or you said somewhere, I heard you say you were like, you're like, they, people sign up for emails because they want to be entertained and people mm -hmm. check their inbox because they want to have something to read. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God. And then I realized like how often it's funny because we all complain about how much email we get and how difficult it is. And people love to complain about that stuff. But at the end of the day, we are all still checking our email all day. And we do like, mm -hmm. I do it while I'm like waiting for things and I want to be entertained. I want to read. Mm -hmm. I want to have something to read while I'm standing around doing whatever I'm doing. And that was very game changing to me where it was like, oh, they want like yeah. email is entertaining and they want to be entertained yes. that was a huge huge mindset shift for me yeah people yeah. go in their inbox to procrastinate 1000 percent. that's yeah, it right I do it all the time. I, yeah and i don't want you thinking that like you have to be like this like grandiose storyteller you're not writing war and peace you're not writing i don't know his shades of gray if people are into that right like I don't want you thinking like, oh my goodness, I need to be crusty the clown level entertaining every time I enter the inbox. No, you don't you don't have to be like that, especially that you don't have like a big personality. Did I write an email once that had like 17 cheese puns? Yes. But like that's because that's me. And I thought it'd be hilarious. And it was. But not every email that I have is gonna be pun filled. Like sometimes they're just straightforward and to the point. Sometimes it's more of a friendly conversation, right? So yeah. it's all right. But that's the reason why they're going in there. And when they're procrastinating, the first thing they'll look at is the names. And then they'll go look at the subject lines. So yeah. your goal is always to be like, I want to be a name open. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Where they skip the subject line. I was going to say the same thing is that when you are searching through your email, you are searching for something you want to read. So you'll pass all those other emails that are like, you know, 10% off from michaels.com or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, um, in the sales breakthrough mastermind, I am talking a lot in there right now about that, about this thought of, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to add to their whatever it is, whether it's a blog post, a social media post, a sales not email, right? Um, and the idea is you want to be the one shining light. There's someone out there searching for you right now. And what happens if you don't send it? They don't find it, right? There's someone out there that needs you right now. And if you don't send it because you're like caught up in your own mind drama, they're missing out. They're looking and they're not finding anything, you know, and then they're going off and buying something on Amazon they don't need because they couldn't find the help they needed with their gardening, you know, or whatever the, the subject is you talk about. It's you need to be there for them. And I do like her comment that she said, you know, if they don't, if they're not interested, it's OK. You want them to unsubscribe. They weren't going to buy anyways. And I do say that a lot. It's like, don't worry about your numbers dropping if the people that are staying are invested. Yeah, totally. Right? Bigger lists are expensive anyways. So you, you don't want to drag dead weight. Yeah. In short, don't be a dick. Show up. Yes. Absolutely. That's your job. Yeah. yeah, I think the way I used to always think about it was like, do I care 
more about somebody thinking I'm annoying or do I care more about the person that needs the information? And the, like, I email about the mastermind a lot, especially when we're launching a lot. Anybody that's on my email list knows they get a lot of emails from me, but it's like, do I care more about people thinking I'm annoying or people thinking I'm sending too many emails and unsubscribing? What I really care about is the people that need support that are by themselves, mm -hmm. that need help, that need community missing the opportunity to be we have an incredible community in there it's like life-changing for people to have that level of support to have people doing things all together to not have to be by themselves and so to me it's like yeah I'm I'm willing I think about it like <laughs> I don't like people not liking me and thinking I'm annoying right so I always think about it like I'm willing to take the hit like I'm willing to like I can withstand it like I'm willing to put my like body on the line and like let people think I'm annoying and let people think feel a type of way and let people feel whatever so that I can get the people in there that want to build businesses that might not make it they might not make it another year by themselves I think we've all probably been at that point I've even been at that point in my business where it's like I don't know if I can like keep going by myself like I have to have some kind of support right and it's like if I don't get in front of them and get them with the community and get them with the coaches, they might not be able to hang in there long enough to get the revenue coming in so they can like see the momentum and see that it's working. And so I think for everybody, it's like, what do you care more about? Like, and are you willing to, I think we have to like kind of take some hits for our people sometimes. Right. And it's like, I have to be willing to let people feel a type of way about me and think I'm annoying. And that doesn't feel great. It's not like my favorite thing in the world, right? But it's like, but I care more about somebody needing it and not getting it. I care more about missing someone that really needs it. And then they quit their business and miss out on an opportunity and they never get to live the life, you know, that we all have. Yes. And so That's I think just, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's two things like if you're doing, say, a traditional launch, right? Like Faith was saying, like towards the end of the month, which you launched it's her mastermind, right? Like there's a lot of emails that go out, right? It's like you have two things, right? Like you can give people an option to opt out of your launch emails. Like that's not that's not an issue. Every email service provider now has it's called a link or click trigger, where it's like, hey, know that you're not into actually, you know, getting help with your business and getting unstuck, and you're just like, boom, money. And click here you don't have to worry about the mastermind anymore it's cool we'll chat in a couple of days or we'll chat in a week right i do that for all my launches some people put it at the bottom i like to put it at the top because again i just want to know like if you're not interested we're not going to talk about it okay so we have that and then here's the other thing to remember if you don't want to do that i would love to think that everyone reads all of my emails but they don't so because to answer your question like to get back to the first one people are getting so many emails your email might have gotten shoved to page two yes. and people probably aren't going to get to page two. So mm -hmm. it's kind of your duty. Again, don't be a dick, right? Don't be a jerk. You got to show up. Like if the doors are legitimately closing, then you have all of our permissions to send a couple of emails that day. And in your head, be like, you know what? It might've just gotten shoved to page two. And I know that this is going to help them and get better plants. So like, let's go for it. That's a good point. And I always think about that during a launch. Cause I'm like, my email open rate is like 32%, I think. Um, and that means 70% of the people on our list didn't even see the email. Like not only did it's not like they read all the emails and then decided not to buy the mastermind. A lot of times when you guys aren't making sales, they're just not seeing your stuff. Right. Because and we feel like I feel like the most annoying person on earth half the time because I'm like, I'm on Instagram talking about it. And I'm on live talking about it and I'm interviewing people and I'm sending email and I'm, you know, doing all this stuff. But I'm the only one consuming all that content. <laughs> 
That's what I was just going to say is that 100% of my email list and 100% of my Instagram followers and 100 and all of you follow me all over everywhere. Like that's just not happening. Right. Show me half your stuff. And my born close (laughs) friends list and I still don't see half of this is how fake says. That's why I never get parts because I don't even see it. Instagram hates me, man. I'm on Instagram. So like, again, people might not actually be seeing it. And I would love to ask Faith, and you don't have to divulge actual numbers, but like, how many emails are you getting the day after the membership closes? People being like, I didn't even know it was open. Because I can tell you, we get that constantly. And how do you not know? I've been talking about it for two straight weeks. Oh my gosh. The free workshops are the worst because the free ones, I'm like, I run them free, but they are, they take me a tremendous amount of time. And my Mm -hmm. goal is always that they're really like, it's really like a $97 workshop. Like if I were going to sell it, I would price it at 97 and I give it away for free, but for a very limited time. And I always tell everybody, I'm like, look, it's free. It's live. You can come live. You can get coaching. You can do the stuff. I'll make the replay available. Right. And then people miss it and they want it. And they're always so upset about that. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, we have been talking about this for weeks. And they're like, Oh my God, I didn't see you were doing a workshop. I didn't know. Like, can I have the thing? And I, it's really important to me that I'm in integrity that if I say something knows that's how it is. So I'm like, I just have to, if I say like, you can't have the replay after this date, the team has, I don't read the emails, but the team has to tell them all. No. Yeah. I love that. Um, I like to tell people, to think about it like this. Everyone, myself included, when we think about business or we think about our content, it's really easy to think almost in this fantasy vacuum. Like that's everybody. We're all doing it, right? But there's life. The people that may say, you know, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were doing it. Who knows? Maybe they just had a new baby and they were offline for three weeks, you know, or maybe they got sick. So they weren't scrolling any of their normal stuff. And when we, and jumping back real quick to what you were talking about, I actually wrote it down before you said it, which is funny, um, was that when I was just saying this on a coaching call, um, she was asking me about how to get more sales through her stories and her reels, which I told her, you know, really it's about getting them to the email list from there. But um, I said, well, first of all, think about, you know, she's like, I don't want to do it too much, you know? And I'm like, well, how many times do you, how much time do you spend scrolling on any given day? You know? And she's like, I don't want to be salesy in all of them. And it's a lot like the emails where it's like, you're not being salesy. You're just talking to them. Um, about a specific subject that they need help with. But I said, think about it. If you show up and you are unique and you are yourself and you're not trying to sell them, it's just naturally, hey, I have this. Then when they're scrolling and they're burnt out by the time they get to yours, they're going to stop and watch because they're like, wait a minute. They're not trying to shove something down my throat. You know, they're not showing up like, hey, do you have 58,000 things that you haven't been avoiding, you know, or whatever, you know, and you're just like, you know, you use your own storytelling. And so you have to think when I do 10 emails in a day, because we're the ones making it, it's really easy to be like, my God, could I imagine getting 10 emails from the same person in one day? But it's exactly what you said. Maybe they didn't check their email till 6 p.m. And I'm not going to go back 17 pages past all of my 60% off and (laughs) you know, Amazon delivery emails and, and you're not going to go back looking for that. And unless you're really, really popular, like Kate Faith, you're not going in and typing in their name to find it either. (laughs) You know, I wish y'all would have heard my name. We both got that. I haven't heard you in a while. 
like you're segmented out of stuff. You already bought the thing I was promoting. Right. So like with ConvertKit now, like I can send like in my own message, I can like tag someone who's a buyer. So you just get a separate half of the message. You're like, hey, this is where I pitched this, but oh, you already have it. So, so cool. go on. I didn't know it did that. Yeah, now. yeah, it's really yeah. Nice. So they have um they call it liquid personalization. That's very fun. That's really so cool. to go back because Faith brought this up and then we started talking about other stuff. And about not being salesy. And she talked about the concept of moments. And I realized I never told y'all what they are. Oh, yeah. Me so, and Fair, like the ADHD <laughs> queens up in here. You yes, never know I got ADHD wow, too, yes. Circle yes. <laughs> so right? back, circle so, back. Tell them about back, moments. Right? I think it's like so genius. And it really I mean, helped my writing. Works. Thank you. And it's going to help with exactly what we were just talking about, right? About like how do you get them to stop scrolling like in a reel and all this. And how do you not be salesy, right? People want to be seen, heard, and understood, okay? And the way that you do that is by really <laughs> having a big vendetta against sounding generic. Now, you're going to have to start by sounding generic. Like, build the business of your dreams. Like, how many times have you heard that? You're going to ignore it. You're going to keep scrolling, right? But if you hear somebody say, get PayPal notifications before your coffee gets cold, you're going to be like, what? What was that, Right. Or avoid all the nasty looks from your relatives when you're, quote, playing on your phone again. So when you can get really specific, and I always tell this to my students, what does it look like, sound like, smell like, sometimes smell, sometimes people have a harder time taste, right? So when you're looking at it, right, it's something as simple, like, say that you help parents dealing with spirited children, right? A thing, what is happening in their everyday life that is proving to them their kid is spirited? What, and you might think it's the most like, mundane example, but that's what's going to get people because yeah. she gets me. How does she know? Is she spying on me? Is it like you're starting World War III just to get your son to pick up his socks? Yeah. And you're like, how, how does she know that we were fighting <laughs> over socks yesterday? What? Like, I had no idea. So that's where you want to try to get. And moments are honestly like my favorite thing. And that's what we teach. They can work for headlines. They can be a whole premise of a, a sales email. You know, it's all sales emails. It can be a starter point. So Rather than being like, you know how some people are really struggling with chat GPT? It's like, instead of being like, do you put in chat GPT? And all of a sudden, like, it sounds like this, right? Like, if you start in the middle of the story, right? It's called the battlefield principle. Again, it's all from copywriting. People are going to be like, yes, that's what I'm interested in. So being as specific as possible. What does having a failing blog look like? It is hate reading other people's income reports. It is constantly posting on Pinterest. It's going to look at your Instagram analytics and find out. Yo, just because I posted three stories a day, guess what? Only 2% of my people actually saw them anyway. So who cares, right? So when you can actually, it's again, those self-doubt thoughts that people have, you don't have to make them feel horrible. I don't want to. You just want to be like, this is the situation. Here's how we're going to get you out of it. And if you are in a very grandiose industry, uh, making money online, health and wealth, relationships, I like calling out the bullshit. Like, I know everyone is going to tell you, oh, the second I started webinars, like my life went from this, this, to this. Like, no, there's some pitfalls. Like call out some things that are going on. So it's like, I'm just having an honest conversation with somebody. So that is what moments is. It's just really being like, okay, you want a business of your dream? What does your person's business look like? What does your person's ideal afternoon look like? And then they'll be like, because not everyone's, right? Like some people want Fendi bags and to go to Paris with their money. It's like, I want to spend my money on wiener dogs. Okay. And go to the price is right of my friend. I don't want money to ever have to be a thing. I like to crush myself with rainbow circles. I power lift, right? Like those are the things I like to spend my money on. Right. And so I think a lot of us are like our audiences. So while I might not bring a powerlifting example and they're like, 
I just want to go to Whole Foods and buy whatever the crap I want. Like Trader Joe's, Trader Kate, bam, here's my debit card. I don't care. Like that's what my person wants. Like the thought of going to Paris with my children is not fun because mom vacations aren't I don't even want to go to Paris. I'm like, it's too far. (laughs) Right? Like I would do it. And I'm not saying I won't make them worldly, but that's not for me and my person. That's not what all of the money is necessarily about. Like, yeah, those things are cool, right? But like, they just want to not have to have money be a big factor in their decision-making. Yeah. yeah, And I love the yeah. specificity of it. Like, I think the moments mm-hmm. really makes you like describe, it's really like describe a specific moment, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm always, when I'm coaching people, I'm always telling them, if you watch them with a video camera, like, what does that actually look like? What would you actually see them doing? And then describing that. And I think about it the same way when I'm coaching, because when I'm coaching people, when people come on and in the mastermind, they tend to like vomit a bunch of stuff at me. <laughs> They're like, faith, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like thinking in my brain, like, okay, I got to figure out, you know, the most important parts and like what's going on here. And I'm always thinking like, do I really understand what's going on? So if they're like, my business is failing, it's just not working. The first thing I'm going to ask is like, what does that mean? Like what exact, cause if they're just saying my business isn't working, I don't actually know what that means. It could be like that they got a mean email yesterday or they're not getting comments or they're, they're not making their income goals or their launch just flopped. Like I have no idea what, what it could be like a thousand different things. Right. And so when I coach, I really try to narrow in on like, can I picture in my brain exactly what is happening? Do I know what's going on? And I think I do the same thing in my copywriting from working with you, Kate, where it's like, can they see, like, if I sent this email, would everybody reading it, would they all be having at least a similar type of picture, right? But if you're like, live your best life, it's like, there's going to be a thousand people picturing a thousand different things. Like, what does that mean? Right. And when people are talking, like, and they're like, oh, my business just is not working. It's just so hard. I'm like, I don't know what you're, what that means. Like, I don't know what's going on with them actually. Right. I have to get more specific. And so for everybody, that's like my favorite little tip is like, think about if you saw them with a video camera, right? What does living their best life look like? Like, what would you actually see them doing? And then you describe what you would see through the video cameras, what you would actually see them doing. And that is kind of how I started thinking about it. That really helped me. What about you, Bianca? You have tips for people to get more specific in their copy? I do. So that's a question I get a lot, actually. Um, And I like to break it down. I use examples a lot just because for me anyways, it helps me break down a little bit easier for my brain to ingest it and then use it. Mm-hmm. So an example I like to give, um, when people come to me, they're often really not clear on who they're wanting to talk to in the first place. They think they know, but they're really not sure. And that makes your content muddled. You know, it's really not, like she said, it's not specific. You're not really reaching anyone. And so one of the easiest ones to think about is like, let's say we're in the niche dog training there's a lot of types of dog training, right? So then people go, well, I'm going to potty tra- help potty train dogs. And they think they're done. And you're like, no, that's not. There's a lot of types of potty training, right? So then you go one level deeper and you're like, okay, well, here's two separate examples of what could be a little bit more specific. And then it makes creating those moments really easy. So let's say it's a brand new pet owner with a six-week-old puppy, right? Or maybe it's like three months and under or something like that that works all day, you know, what are those struggles going to be like versus someone who has rescued a four-year-old dog dealing with trauma 
right? That's going to create, that's going to require an entirely different set of skills, an entirely different set of content that they need, right? The way you're going to speak to them is differently. You know, this rescue dog probably is going to need an entire section of training just for the trauma aspect. It's almost like, you know, taking down the castle and then rebuilding it. With a puppy, you're building from the ground up and you have a different set of skills that you need to teach them. And the way you're going to talk to them is differently, right? You know that the puppy owner is gone all day. And so the wording could be something like, um, are you sick and, you know, standing at your front door, just dreading opening it and getting smacked in the face with a hot pee smell. That's pretty specific, right? That's a lot more eye-catching than tired of, you know, cleaning up dog pee. Well, you know, I think everybody's tired of cleaning up dog pee, you know, <laughs> or, you know, like, um, you know, walking through your kitchen in the morning and stepping in a cold, you know, pile of, of Oh God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Different things like that. Like it's really specific, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's easy to get caught up in like, I don't know what to say. But when you really figure out that group of people you're targeting, it's a whole lot easier to think of situations that yeah. they're going through. Yeah. You know, I have a tech question while you're both here. This is like a selfish. I'm like, I just get to bring everybody on the thing and then ask them everything I want to know. <laughs> but I feel like both of you are more maybe tech, maybe more techie than me. Yes. I know, Kate, when I took Love Your List, like, gosh, back in the day, <laughs> it seems like a really long time ago. Yeah. It, I remember one of the biggest things that I learned was to clean out my email list. And I had never done that. Mm -hmm. And I cleaned out my list and it made a huge difference. And I have been slacking on clean. I don't even think I've ever cleaned this email list I have right now. Oh my So time. Is that still as important and as effective? And is that still something you're telling people to do and how often? Mm -hmm. should, and just explain to people why they, your thoughts on it and why they should or shouldn't do it. Okay. So the whole thing about cleaning your email list is getting rid of the subscribers that haven't been interacting with your stuff for whatever set amount of time you want. I think in ConvertKit land, I want to say it's like 60 days. That could be up to 90. But technically, you can have this set up for however long you want to, to have it done. So those are what are called cold subscribers. Yeah. And why people get really, really scared of doing this is like, y'all worked really hard to get to 1,000. I know you did. And that is a vanity metric. Even though everyone's not telling you it's a vanity metric, it is a vanity metric that you just cannot pry yourself away from, right? Very proud of so hard. <laughs> I'll tell you, I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this. So just for everybody, Kelsey and I have been organizing these summits and bundles all year. We've ran like, I don't know, like seven of them or something this year. It's crazy, right? But one of the things we do is we see people's list sizes on the back end because we track it for our sponsorships. So when we're pitching sponsors, we can tell them this is like the reach, right? And so we see everybody's list size and we see who brings in the most affiliate sales. And there is fucking, I mean, no correlation between the list size and the sales. Just so you guys know, some of our best affiliates they do not have anywhere near the biggest list at all. They're like usually small lists. So just for everybody to know, I feel like everybody has to know that. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to like get that off my chest. <laughs> right. About the size. No. And like, yeah. again, I understand. And you have everyone in your mother and cousin telling you, you need to grow an email list. You need yes. to grow an email list. If you don't have an email list, you're going to die a penniless loser and everyone's going to hate you and you stop. Because <laughs> that's what they're telling you all the time, right? And they're so wrong. You don't want yes. to die a penniless loser, obviously. <laughs> so you've got to have so many pennies when I die. <laughs> all of them. Right. And like, you know, when the cops come find you, the cat, you have to face like, obviously this is a whole story. Right. 
that's going to happen because your email list dipped underneath a thousand. Oh my goodness. Like the worst end of world stuff. Okay. It's, that's the first world problem. The first is the first world problems, right? So the reason why you want to clean out your list is that you are actually going to be able to, if you're like, you know what, Faith, like my open rates have just been like in the toilet. You talked about how like yours were 30, 35, which is awesome. But like mine's only like 17 and I'm doing all the stuff What's happening. It could be you just have the stale subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. So if you clean out your list, you get rid of the people that haven't opened your stuff, haven't clicked for a while, or it hasn't registered with the text. And we'll talk about that in a second. All of a sudden, when you go from a thousand to say 900, even if you get the same amount of people opening, all of a sudden percentage wise is way higher. Mm-hmm. And what that also tells to all the things like the Gmail, I'm assuming everyone still uses Hotmail, clearly Yahoo, maybe like my dad uses in a six AOL. So, you know, the, the dads on Yahoo, the cool kids, and the millennials with their Hotmail. It's showing like Matt those... 1998. It's not that actual thing, but it's Matt it 1998. And I'm like, it what is now. happening? Why do you have it's an like... email like that makes you sound like my parents' age? <laughs> it, it, no, it's like a Matt Stud Muffin 1996 or something, right? Like, obviously, right? So here's the thing, right? When you get rid of those people, all of a sudden, since your open rates are higher, your engagement is higher your send score is going to be higher. So the likelihood that you can actually enter people's inboxes more goes up even higher. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, and I know, I think all of us are into work here probably. Like I really love their team because I don't know what size account you have, but like they'll like look at your stuff and tell you how to increase your deliverability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another feature they have though, again, check with your own email service provider. Right? I know this is what I use, so it's the fact that I know. Like I can send out a news broadcast and I can exclude all of my cold subscribers, yeah. right? So that's why it's like, it's boosting my opens. It's boosting my click-through rates, okay? So before you just like, oh, I'm getting rid of this dead weight. Screw these people. Here's something that people don't want you to know. It is very hard and almost impossible for most email service providers to see if somebody has opened your email if it's open on a mobile device, okay? Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. you're procrastinating, are you on your desktop? No, you're usually on your phone. So there could honestly be people that are opening your stuff, that are interacting with your stuff, but you don't know about it. So what you can do, set up your email service better, just Google it, give convert kits a lot easier. Send an email out to people that haven't opened your stuff in a while and just be like, I always like to send, it's like the candy, right? It's like the crowd pleaser, okay? So like for myself, it's usually something about list building. So I'll send an email usually just about list building. They're all sales emails really, but it's like a value email about list building, right? (laughs) And then usually like some opens will trigger up. Okay. The next email, I'm like, Hey, so I don't know if you actually really still care about this. And this is where my question is that like, I don't want to annoy you with such a crap that you're not going to want to use. So if you're not in like this whole email marketing thing anymore, if you're like, Kate, your jokes are too corny. I'm out. Like, go ahead. Like click your non-subscriber in a couple of days. I'll get rid of it. Cause I don't want to be, a, this is when you can say, cause I don't want to be a burden to you. You will get so many people that reply back and be like, I am opening this stuff. Like, my tech yeah. robots tell me you're not. And <laughs> right. And then you can, again, the last one, it can be really nice. Like this is goodbye. It's like, Hey, exactly. Click triggers, all that stuff. I love, love, love me. Cause I'm convert kit. Right. And then the last one, again, it's not like you're being like, screw you. You can never learn how to make your kids behave. Good luck with your hell demon spawns. No, like it's a nice <laughs> farewell. Like, hey. So you're probably not going to read this, but in case if you happen to just, so you know, if you're wondering why I'm not going to pop in your inbox in a while, we're going to go ahead and unsubscribe you as a courtesy. If you want us to add you back in, you do have to reply back to this because you can't just opt back in. I won't let you, but let me know. And again, you're leaving it on a nice amicable note. You can even have a call to action to like follow your podcast or 
follow your Instagram so you can give them another point of contact because maybe just email isn't their thing. What you'll find is that what ends up happening with a lot that I have found, and I would love to hear if you guys have this too, people will purchase stuff with a different email address and they'll sign up for newsletters. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of people who are technically getting Dumbest. my emails twice. Mm-hmm. And so they're still only opening it over on one. And so we'll get that a lot or we'll have like combined accounts. Another thing you can do to clean your list that is less nerve wracking and then I'll stop talking is you can go and just look for like .co dot com spelled with like the m in the middle and the o look for instead of gmail it's like gn nail like right you can look for those common misspellings and clean out your list that way anything called like a hard bounce or soft bounce you can get rid of those people and it's like oh they were never getting the same email address in the first place so it doesn't matter so it just makes it so more of your stuff gets to more people and your metrics look better and so you feel better and you get more mention but then you email your list more okay i guess i gotta go i guess i gotta go clean my list i hope you i was hoping you guys were gonna be like it doesn't matter anymore some people people say my phone has killed it some people some people will say like because the buying cycle is so much longer you can do it like before i think i had mine to set up before we switched to convert kit i had mine set up where everyone was on a personal cycle and it's like after 90 days like you are out because cell phones and i love this because i hate being tracked because cell phones are doing such a great job at preventing like what people can see when i do things yeah. Like now we'll have a little bit more leeway. Well, again, I'll send that series. Like, are you getting this? And if you still want to get this, can you hit reply to me? Because usually a reply, it will always register a reply. It usually always will register a click, but it's open sometimes that has hard time tracking. Okay. So when you guys like still want this, so I would say probably like once a year, go ahead and clean it out. Maybe when you do some spring cleaning. Okay. I got to spring clean my list because I haven't cleaned mine in like, I don't even know how many years. Years. <laughs> It can be scary, guys. It can be scary. Like, we're not going to lie to you. But it'll be worth it. Yeah. Well, I just got to figure out. I just need to take the time to do it. It's just, like, one of those things. It's it's one of those tasks that's, like, been in the back of my brain that's never made it to the top of the to-do list. Right? I do what Kate tells me to do, and you've never steered me wrong, so. Right. Because Kajabi, <laughs> you use Kajabi for yours, right? Or do you yeah, use, use Mailer? Are you using MailerLite right now? We're on Kajabi. We have MailerLite for some other stuff that we're doing with the. Well, because we're Um, doing so, we're doing niche bundles for the mastermind. So if you're in the mastermind, like we're doing the home harmony bundle, right? So it's almost like a. I'm almost like accidentally building these other email lists. I don't want to put them on the business list and be emailing them about the master. They're like, you know, they're trying to learn about home harmony and like. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, let me tell you about your business. They're like, I don't even have a business. Who are you? So that right. was in MailerLite, but we don't really use it for anything besides the events. And then Kajabi is where we pull subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a way, definitely a way to do it. I just haven't ever. I don't think, I don't think I've ever cleaned my like business email list really. I so wonder... I'll put that on our little list of things to do. Yeah, I wonder if maybe Rebecca or Kelsey could find time to do like you were saying. Um, Finding the cold subscribers, I'm sure there's a setting in there that will have them already grouped. Yeah, based yeah on they're the already. Online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're already then, on that drop down. And then make a sequence that is maybe automatic. When someone goes cold for 90 days, it'll yeah. automatically start sending them the sequence. I think and we'll then- probably do like, I do think like we'll probably do like once a year, but I'll have to figure, we'll sit down and make like a, I just have to put it, it just has to get move from the someday list onto the actual like shit faith actually has to do like for real list 
when it's automated, you won't feel as bad because it doesn't have that gut reaction because it's just like, yes. oh. And like unsubscribes usually when you send a newsletter. And it can be like, and I'm sure you guys have noticed this too, because I know you've been in bundles, you've hosted bundles, right? Because we all hang out. So mm-hmm. like you can literally be like, I just got you, I finagled you five thousand dollars worth of courses, yes. and you're still gonna unsubscribe from this email. Like oh my gosh, one percent unsubscribes is just like normal, right? And, and again, for those launches, you might get something that's slightly higher. Again, that's why you give the people the option out. But here's the thing. If they weren't ever going to buy your stuff, then they weren't your people anyways. And like, I always tell people, because again, to bring it circle back to the beginning, we're not here to pressure or trick anybody into buying something. I just need you to make money. I don't care who you (laughs) learn it from. Right. I just need you to make money. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And that is by design. Yeah. I always say that there is no competition. It's all collaboration. When I used to have my daycare, that's what we did all day long because we had limited spots and the same goes for us. There's only so many people we could help at a time. And so I don't want someone in my program that isn't getting the help they need because it's bad for both of us, right? If they're not getting the results I want for them, then that's not good for them or me, right? They're not going to go tell everybody about what I'm doing because I'm not getting them the help they need and they're not getting the help they need, right? So it's like, I'd rather be like, you know, have you come to me and be like, I love what you're doing, but it's not exactly what I need. I'd be like, look, I know Kate, she does a great job. This is more about how you need, go check her out kind of thing. Like that's the way it should be. It shouldn't yeah. be cutthroat because each of us are individual. Even if we're in the exact same niche, even if we're, we're teaching the same group of people, the way I do it is very different than the way that Faith does it or the way that Kate does it. And so it's really great because in all of my 80 hours of um, early childhood education courses um, for my licensing, I learned we all learn so different, even as a young child, but it relates to adults as well. We all have different ways that we need to learn. Some are auditory, some need visual, some need something more. Like I think it's kinesthetic. I always say it wrong, but it's that's how I learn. I have to be able to see it, hear it, and do something to, yeah. you know, to solidify it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's why my program is the way it is, because I really do well with like a lot of community and a lot of interacting with other people. And that's why the mastermind is really like largely there's so many live calls and there's so many people. It's because that's how I like to learn. And when I was making it, there wasn't a lot Mm-mm. doing that. Everybody was trying to do passive income courses. And I really struggled to get the things I wanted to learn and have the experience I wanted to have. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you guys so much for being here. You got to tell everybody where they can stalk you on the internet. Don't go to their (laughs) houses and actually stalk them. (laughs) But you can stalk them on the internet. You can stalk them. Where can they stalk you? Where can we go be obsessed with you? What kind of free stuff? You guys have free gifts we're going to put in the notes. What can we tell us all the things before we sign off? You can, you can go, go, Kate. Want me to go? All right. <laughs> you can shy. go. I'm, this is the part where everybody's always like all of a sudden shy. <laughs> I'm not shy. I just want to don't interrupt. <laughs> go ahead, Kate. All righty. So I'm not going to give you the URLs because Faith has her own URLs because we love each other and we promote each other's stuff all the time. So spoiler, it's an affiliate link, okay? So if you're like, hey, I have seen face amazing bundles and she has put them on and they're amazing. And I've gotten these results and I've seen these things and I want to do them, but like, I'm a little nervous because like, isn't like everyone doing them and all that sort of stuff. And like, how would I get people to do it? Cause I'm not face. I know I'm a giant community. And like, Holy crap. 
I want you to go ahead. I have a free class called Lit Blitz. Okay. So like I said, we're going to have a down below here and it's going to show you how you can grow your MLS. I literally, and this is like the oddest statistic I have. Maybe it's just the people that are giving me testimonials, but like people are getting like 4,000 subscribers to their list. Now I don't like guarantee you're going to get 4,000 subscribers, but the people that keep on talking to me, for some reason, that's the magic number that they keep on getting. So this is from how you can go from a couple hundred people to your list to even adding, even if you add 500 new subscribers, like the fact of how much money that would cost you in Facebook ads is a little bit ridiculous. So we're going to tell you the bundle formula, whether you go free or paid, we're going to tell you which one is the best one for you. We're going to tell you how to monetize the free one. So that way you can do that as well. So that way you can actually get some momentum in your business, because I really do think that that is one of the most important assets that people are not focusing enough. When you are starting to see results, when things are picking up, you are going to do more. And guess what? When you do more, you get more results and you get more results, you do more and then you keep going. It's the momentum cycle. And so if you're like, God, but I've been posting on social media like every day, nothing's happening. You're literally playing tug of war with someone who doesn't want to show people your stuff and doesn't want them on your landing page. But when you're hosting a bundle, you're literally teaming up with other people who are finally pulling the rope in your direction because they want to share your stuff. They want to grow your email list. So you can go ahead and sign up for a free class all about bundles. I have to plug Kate on this because I learned this strategy from you. And it, well, the first time I was in one of your bundles, it like blew my mind. I think I got like 300 email subscribers like in one hour or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is happening? And you were like, yeah, I told you this strategy is crazy. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what was about to happen, Kate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, we get that a lot of more contributors. Like, I'm going to upgrade my email account. I'm so in I, know, mind. I had to deal with people that was like, I tried to go to your gift, but it says limit reached. I'm like, I know. I told no. them. I'm in masterminds and people are really beating themselves, their heads against the wall in certain niches, trying to get Facebook ads and stuff to work and yeah. spending a lot of money for very kind of minimal results. And I think what's amazing about the strategy is like, not only did we just add thousands of people to my list, we also made thousands of dollars. So not only did mm -hmm. I not pay for ads, I literally turned a profit. I We haven't done the debrief yet, but we did close to $5,000 in sales just on the front end of the bundle, right? Not selling anything to them once they're on the list. On the front end, we did $5,000 of sales. By the time we do affiliate payouts and I pay out the team, I would guess it'll probably be like 3K profit. I, I'll tell you guys the numbers when I get them. I'm like really transparent with everybody about that. But I think to like, that like blows my mind. I'm like, we're mm -hmm. like growing my email list by thousands of people. Everybody loves it. We got so much great yeah. feedback from people. They're all so happy. They're getting amazing stuff. Every, all the contributors are happy. The people that signed up are happy. Um, and then we're getting thousands of email subscribers at the same time. So it really is like a genius strategy. So And there's only like two pieces. Of t Technically, you can get it done with two pages. Now, Faith and I, we like to, you know, have a wait list and do like pre-launch stuff and have it be fun, right? All you need is like a sign up page and a claim page, okay? So it's not like a summit. I love Krista from Summit Box and I've hosted my own summit. Those are way more work. Way more work. And I have to talk to people. This is just like a casual yeah. email and checking the link. And then the other plug I just have to give Kate is like, she is the OG. Like I really saw you doing it before anybody else. And I see a lot of people dropping courses and like, I'm going to teach you how to do this stuff. And they haven't been running their own successful bundles. And like Kate did her own that were very successful way before she ever dropped a course on this. And I think that's like worth noting in this space. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. the strategy you like just saw people doing and started teaching. It's like you 
like really refined it and did it and used it to get results and then went out and made a program about it because everybody was asking you for it, I'm sure, because it's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, you guys have to sign up for that. I really, that really, I have to plug that because that really changed my business, that whole strategy. Like, I just love it. I think it's, we've met so many great people. We've made so many great connections. It's like my favorite thing we get to do. I'm always really like proud of like putting it out and like showing it to everybody every year. And it's just a really, really awesome thing that we get to offer the community and it grows my business. I just love it. So anyway, I can't outshine Bianca. Bianca, you tell everybody, where can we stalk you? Where can we get your stuff? Okay. All the things. Yes. So I love that because that is definitely a strategy that I also use, by the way. And Kate is the OG. We have been in her program as well. Um, I think that I have something that is almost like a step right before that. So if you're kind of like, I would love to do a bundle, I would love to collaborate or do summits or any of that kind of stuff to grow your list and grow your audience and build sales, but I don't exactly know what exactly to help them with, or I don't know what freebie to make, or I don't know what it is I do. <laughs> you know, if someone comes to you and goes, what do you do for a living? And you're like, well, I mean, if you start the conversation with, well, I do a lot of things and this, and you're like, okay, I'm not exactly clear <laughs> what yeah. exactly it is I do. Um, that is really where I come in because I am going to help you get into their head. That's actually the freebie you're going to get. And I'm going to have a workshop on it on Monday. Oh, awesome. um, yeah. And it's going to be free and I'll have, I'll send Kelsey the link or something so she can put it yeah, on there. This is going to go on the podcast on Thursday. So can they get a replay? Yeah. If they ask you nicely. Yes. You can have oh, the replay. Okay. Podcast people. I'll still hook you up. <laughs> yes. Um, but it will, I help you understand who, not only who you're serving, but why you want to serve them. And then you go to the how you were going to serve them, whether it's through the bundles, through a course, through a membership, whatever your model is. But you can't really do that efficiently until you know exactly what you're doing and who you're helping. Because if you make a freebie, like we were talking about the dog training, let's say you make a checklist and then you think it's great and you're like, yeah. And then you collect 300 email subscribers, but then you get on there and you're talking about pee pads and they're like, I don't use pee pads. It's a four-year-old dog. Like, you know, and then it doesn't connect and you don't sell and they don't open because they're not interested in what you you did. And so that was something I struggled with a lot in the very beginning was like, well, how do I make something that connects with my people? You know, and then you're like, well, does this align? You know, or like, does it lead to my product? I don't know. You know, it's very difficult sometimes for us to get clear. Marketing on that. is tricky. If you guys haven't done sales and marketing, like I do think it is a skill that you have to invest time and money into learning if you want to have a business for sure. Yeah. And it's a lot easier when you're not trying to do it by yourself because that's what I get a lot where they're like, I am so tired of trying to do this on my own or I've tried this strategy and I've tried that strategy and I've spent all this money and thousands of dollars and nothing is working. And so like every two weeks, it's like a new strategy. And it's like, that's not the problem. Your problem is two things, your mindset and your clarity. You know, yeah, totally. you have the answers. We just need to get it sorted out for you. <laughs> You're so close. You're so close. You're so close. <laughs> we just need to sort it out. Right. Um, and then do you guys send people to Instagram or where's the best place for people to like internet hang out? Yeah. For me, it would be Instagram. It's just at creative marketing mom. Okay. And then Kate, are you power? Are you powerlifting on there? Or am I on that? Is that a special friends list? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I was like, what's like public and what's like 
just so you know. So I turned 38 and decided to be a powerlifter because that's what all 38-year-old moms do. But I, okay, I stopped posting about, like, my health journey. I don't want to talk numbers, but your girl is a whole person less than she used to be. Let's put it that way. But she can deadlift 342. Woo! Like, that's, I think that's a cooler number. I get so pumped watching you on there. I'm like, oh, my God. So I stopped posting about it because I usually just post me, like, walking. And then I stopped because I'm like, no one really cares. I just posted it on my stories. So I'm like, I talk about business. And people got mad. They're like, I love watching those. So I'm like, all right. So all my powerlifting stuff, except for when I have official meets, which I've got one coming up in October. So I have an official meet in October. That is relegated just to stories. So if you were like, yeah, I'd love to just watch them. Like my goal is never to be skinny. It was to be strong enough to fight a bear. I'm like, I need to be able to crawl out of a sand pit, like, you know, um, Princess Bride style with my kids on my back. Like I need to be able to physically do these. Things. Like, I'm a bear. Right? <laughs> I, I, I love that. Are, I just need to be able to do these things. So that's where my whole powerlifting uh, love of strength came from. So that's my Instagram stories. But on my actual like feed, that's where I'll put tips for dealing with ADHD and email tips we throw in there, and we talk about bundles and all that. And that is really that really good email tips on Instagram. Instagram. Definitely powerlifting inspo. <laughs> But yeah, really good email tips on the on the grid for sure. So mm-hmm. you guys follow them. We'll put the links for yes. the Instagrams and for the free things in the yeah, notes. And for me, you'll just see me and my kiddos and all the fun things we do because I'm a single mom of two Easy. and I homeschool them and I do the business and I'm finishing up a marketing degree. So I'm doing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but I love giving inspiration, especially to other moms and other women that you can do this. It doesn't matter how hard it is. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You just sometimes you need a little help. You know, but I found that I, a lot like you, I stopped posting that and I started only posting like my tips and they were like, where are your kids? What are we doing here? <laughs> they were like, we Charlie. want to see swimming. You know, Mine's Charlie. Mine is everybody. <laughs> yeah, take them everywhere. I take them. Yeah. Charlie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. My Charlie is my dog. Yes. All right, you guys, we got to get out of here, but thank you guys so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. I'm Faith Mariah. You can get all my stuff at faithmariah.com and the team has made really cute little blog posts for all the past episodes. So if you like this format and you want to hear more tips from other business experts, you can go back and watch all the old episodes. I think I'm biased, but I think they're all really good. Okay, that's it. I will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for being here. Bye, everybody. Bye.